Start in T minus ten seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition. Ahoy there, mateys. It's time to set sail on another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening, the podcast. Of course, you guys know it's spooky month, so I decided I'd bust out Pirate Thor and uh, Stormbreaker this evening to have a very special guest with us tonight, Miss Karen, Ho- Karen Holton. And you guys, I found her checking out one of our friends' podcasts, The Reality's Ours. And I followed back to her website, man, and not only is she into like the energy healing, which is something you guys know I'm big into, she's also got some paranormal experiences and such like that so there's just i there was just so much and i was like well i've got to reach out to this this lady because I, I i need to talk to her this is this is the kind of stuff we like and with it being spooky month you know i, I feel this kind of you know paranormal type stuff aligns right into it so i was glad to have gotten her book for this month so <clears throat> of course tonight i've got Luis joining me he's uh he's, he's over there having a good old time hey buddy how you doing tonight hopefully it's going to be an amazing day good i'm glad i'm I'm hoping for you on your end i know on my end it was a pretty good day not i only had service calls all day no refrigerators so uh it was it was pretty relaxed kind of day for me so you know before i get too far into it i do want to uh give a shout out and thanks to everybody over there at rumble bitshoot audio odyssey and even those folks watching on youtube now because everybody that's watching and checking out i think that's amazing and then as well as all the folks that are out there listening on audio platforms across the board i appreciate you guys and whomever that is over there in budapest hungary that keeps checking into the website just sign up man if you sign up you can hang out and chat with us instead of just lurking but i keep seeing you logging in every day so i figure maybe you should uh join the website and let us know who you are i think that's kind of neat so so miss miss karen how are you this evening I'm great. And, and I want to thank you so much for having me on your show. It's, it's just a real privilege, and I appreciate you very much. Well, I appreciate that. We know we're just out here. I love finding interesting folks to talk to, and you hit that radar for my, my opinion as an interesting person. So it's, it's, it's always good to hear new experiences and new perspectives from people all over the world because that's the only way you get these stories out anymore, I think, is through word of mouth like they used to. So. And now we can all record it on video and share it with the rest of the world. And I think that makes it even more amazing. So, I, you know, I've seen, I, I guess, let's just go back into your story. I really like for you to tell the folks a little bit about yourself. Um, well, there's a lot to tell. I'm 66 years old. I'm an old lady, so I've had a lot of experiences. So could you define it? Do you want to just know about my paranormal history or 
I mean, well, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm into the, uh, like the energy healing and stuff like that as well. Like that's something I, and I believe all this stuff kind of works hand in hand. The more you, the closer you get back to earth through this like energy type stuff, the, uh, the more you see things that are around us in our everyday life that we don't perceive half the time. Like I, I to me, mm. I think it's all connected in a way. Like it, it's weird. Oh. I'm a weird fellow. Ab myself, so. Absolutely. Um, okay, so basically, um, from the time as far back as I can remember, I had paranormal experiences. Nice. And um, I didn't think there was anything odd. I thought everybody else was like me. And I'll give you an example. When I was three years old, my grandma came and stayed, and she snored so loud, nobody got any sleep. And in the morning, my higher self, my guides, I mean, I'm pretty uh, flexible with the terms. Sure, yeah, uh, us too. Said, said tell her she needs a muffler so i was at three years old i didn't know anything about mechanics or cars or anything and i said you need a muffler grandma and everyone was shocked that i knew that but my sort of internal friendlies yeah. uh you know would guide me and and would give me information and i always got told especially by my mom, oh, Karen, you have an overactive imagination, you know, nobody believes you. And, you know, this kind of gaslighting went on. And I started going to churches looking to find out, you know, sort of explanations or see what other people were experiencing. And all the churches said the same thing. Don't be doing that. It's bad. Um, don't be doing that. It's bad. You're going to get evil spirits ruining your life. And, and I, unfortunately, I ended up checking out quite a lot of religions because I was, I was, I was searching and that's where we're told the spiritual truths are. And um, today, just so you know, um, no disrespect to anybody out there, but I, have, I, ba I basically don't use religion at all anymore. I've given that up completely so that I could become a vessel for spirituality. And um, they were just, uh, the different churches uh, just were holding me back. And I kept trying and trying. I thought, you know, I need to be a good person because I was so aware of the spiritual realm and how there's an interaction. And, and, and I wanted to be a good person and I wanted to fit into that. Anyway, long story short, I ended up studying with Jehovah Witnesses and falling for their programming and spent 17 years of my adult life as a Jehovah Witness. Wow. But the good news is, unfortunately, I would have left a lot earlier, but I just kept trying to be good enough and trying to be good enough. And finally, I went, fuck that shit, and got <laughs> out and never went back. And that was the last uh, attempt at religion. That wasn't until... Um, oh, no, I did have... Okay, I did have some paranormal experiences, so I just want to touch... Very quickly, yes. when I was about seven, 17 years old, uh, my brother and I, who did not live in the same town or in the same house, we were getting information at night while we slept that there was a basically a spaceship with ETs that were going to come and take us to a better world. And it was so weird that he had the same dreams as I did. And we weren't talking about it because we thought, basically what people told us is we thought we were nuts we thought we were imagining it sure. the next time i saw my brother he told me and i said oh my god i'm having exactly the same dreams maybe we should go because it's not that cool here for us and um that night we were supposed to go we agreed we would go and nothing happened and the next day my brother said he had a dream 
that something went terribly wrong and there was an, some kind of an accident or I don't know, something like that. And that was the last I heard or had any of those kind of dreams or visions or anything. Wow. Yeah, fast forwarding that till when I got, you know, done with religion. Oh, my God, it was the best thing I ever did because it opened me up to the, the spiritual realm much more. And um, at that point, I ended up having, I would say, a series of um, um, spiritual emergencies that turned out to be um, different levels of my spiritual awakening. So, uh, you know, I had to undo a lot of programming. Did, did you want to ask me something before I, I go on? Because I could. I was, go I was, no, I was, I was, I was going to, I was going to make notes, you know, like that's, there's a lot of similarities, I guess, there. And, and with me, in a sense, like, you know, I, I, I guess it, well, a big por portion of what got me to today was, I, you know, growing up in the South, it's the Bible Belt. There's a church across the street from the church that's across the street from the church, around the corner from the church. Like, and, and most of it is, you know, Southern Baptist and Pentecostals, and there's a lot of what you call primitive Baptist. And, you know, that... That, that's something that you run across in a scary movie because it's just that old white church out there and you think, you know, you're going to run across somebody chopping people up or something. It's, it's super spooky. Don't get me wrong. And I, I was told by a pastor because I had pierced ears and the wrong copy of the Bible that I was yeah. going, that I was going to hell. And I was like, yeah. what? Like, I was like, this doesn't make any sense to me. Like, this is the opposite of what I feel you should be saying to people. And and it, it made me venture into other religions and, you know, reading other religions' texts and trying to find ways to practice in some of these other religions and stuff. And, like, the, the one thing that I kept finding in it was, like, the, they, they had similarities dealing with things that all kind of pointed to spirituality, but they kept trying to call it evil and demonize it and stuff. And I'm like, well, if all these people that are in charge of a... Of a of a man written book or trying to tell people how to live, of course they're going to demonize you trying to attach yourself closer to the spiritual realm and such like that. Like that to me ties into, you know, the things that the great controllers or whatever you want to call them or are, are hiding central from us. planners. Yeah. Central the central, planner. There we go. The central planners are hiding from us is how much power we truly have just within ourselves, you know, that, <laughs> you know, and I think, I think studying these other religions actually kind of help help this process. When you start seeing it in these other religions and you start seeing that, hey, a lot of these religions are talking the exact same story. They just changed the name up or maybe, a, you know, little bits and pieces here that are a little different. But it, it, it's part, I think it's part of that puzzle. Like all, I, all roads lead to spirituality in a sense. You've got to connect back to that ether realm around us that i talk about existing almost every episode if you deal with us <laughs> I, I mean i would say simply with that is schools at least in the u.s and abroad should have everything classes every main religion classes so there's like four or five primary religions have part of a like a time frame for each and every one if people don't have a context of what hinduism looks like what islam looks like what like Christianity looks like, then we don't have a proper context of their culture on any form or exp like we don't understand it at all. So like, for example, with Islam, um, like all of the extra things that they put on the women and restrict, that's not in, that's not a, the Quran. 
That's not in the Quran. None of that stuff. None of that stuff that puts women down is in the original text. It's crap that they added on later. And then there's variants in in Islam there. And there is the Wahhabism, for example. That's like the the Westboro Baptist Church version, like the psychotic version of, of Islam. So and I've spoken to enough people that like I can say that and like that's the accurate statement. It's the psycho version of it. And that's the thing about religion. Did you ever find any that you at least found? I kind of like these parts of it, but not these parts. Like, did any particular uh, one now as uh, you today, which one would you say at least there's certain things about this one that I do like, but I understand if you don't want to subscribe to anything at the moment. Well, um, that's kind of a big question. Um, I, so I checked out, obviously, the Jehovah Witnesses, the Mormons, and the Seventh-day Adventists. So that's sort of the basket of the okay. fundamentalists. And I recently uh, started watching The Handmaid's Tale. And I was actually a bit traumatized by it because I saw how much of that programming goes on in the fundamentalist religions. And I would include any religion, not just Christianity. So like what you what you were saying, Louise, like about the fundamentalist um, Muslims, a fundamental, you know, you find them in every group and um, wow, it's all about power and control. And I, I and, believe um, the author based her, her narrative kind of around what happened in Iran, actually. That's as and, a and context that's like, to what's happening right now. So Iran was a progressive place again, but the story of how the hell that even happened was because of American imperialism and then American imperialism then destroyed it. It's like, what? <laughs> um, but yeah. Iran, it was a very fascinating story. Cause if you look at Iran from a, from like historical perspective, that country has produced an unbelievable amount of incredible minds. And it was until the, the Shahs, like until these people came in, destroyed everything. Otherwise, Iran would be actually potentially one of the superpowers. Like Iran's got more advanced technology in many respects than Russia. Russia's using Iranian drones. Like, but but back to like this is like that the Handmaid's Tale was slightly based because of the the drastic change from well, a very liberal space to totalitarianism. Well, that's um, I, I was going to point out back again what we what I call the primitive Baptists down here. There, mm-hmm. there, their women don't they don't cut their hair. They're not allowed to wear makeup. They all wear dresses. Um, yeah, they're 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 borderline Mennonite, with, but they also live in society, and it's 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 amazing to see. When you're on the outside looking in, you what you see, and I'm sure you would agree with this, is people being controlled through through word of man disguised as the word of God, because everybody's looking for this external being somewhere. When the all when every single one of the texts clearly state that you're the God inside, like you, we, there's one, <laughs> there's one, there's one, like you know what I'm saying, like they don't. People seem to look over this, or I guess they're fed to look over it, technically. I mean, that's how religion works. Uh, you know, I mean, I, we try not to get on here and rip on religion too much, because I don't I don't care truly what you believe in that aspect on where you go afterwards or what like that, or if you do or if you don't. But I do believe that <clears throat> it's, it's man's way of hiding the true natures of spirituality. 
But if you're intelligent enough to put the pieces together and read past the parables and read between the lines, you can see that they're all pointing to what I think me, you, and even Luis have found ourselves is that there's a, there's a spiritual connection to this living planet that is that we are on because you know like this this place is clearly living too and there's so much going on around us I'm just, and obviously you know a little bit more than we do there with your your contact i guess you were saying you were saying yours is yours hasn't ever been more of a before we started you were saying yours wasn't more of a you know i'm not getting abducted but they're here to talk to me and like spread a message so like what what's that like well, it's uh, in the beginning, it was a bit of a, a, a difficult uh, in, um, reality for me because um, it took a long time uh, for me to let go of the concept that perhaps I was insane because nobody else is talking about these things. Nobody else seems to be experiencing things. I'm no better than anybody else. I'm not special. I don't have any kind of special gifts. In fact, I often would say to my guides, uh, I'll just say guides for the whole, you know, container. Um, why would you choose me? I have nothing, you know, that, I mean, there's better people out there. And, and the answer was interesting. It was, uh, would you like to do it until someone better comes along? And I said, sure, I'll do it until someone better comes along. And it just kept going and going and going and going. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, I don't remember exactly where in history, but at one point they divided the spiritual realm from the physical realm and the church has got that piece of the pie that was the spiritual realm and um you know the doctors and so-called science uh took took care of the physical realm and never the twain shall meet and i think that is uh one of the huge bastardizations of reality because it, the the two are completely uh, intertwined and there you can't separate it you can think that you're separated but in truth for me I have found it's not separate at all so for instance healing can be a very spiritual experience um, even though a lot of people would go to the doctor and and listen and and it's all about I would say to put it in a nutshell we go from looking to external experts which rarely have our best interests at heart and we switch that to our internal experts so because i had nothing to lose you see uh the jehovah witnesses are a shunning religion so you know 17 years of community gone and suddenly i'm dead like a dead person so if i see them on the street i'm not even there that that was a huge horrible thing but it was exactly what i needed to get on with the deprogramming and to open space for these amazing experiences. So it was only shortly after I left the Jehovah Witnesses that I had an amazing spiritual experience with angels. And that was my first really intense experience. And it came, it, I just, do we have time for me, for me to just share a short story you, about it? I mean, I would love to hear a story about you meeting angels, <laughs> like absolutely. Okay, so I was I was kind of screwed up. I had, you know, left the Jehovah Witnesses. I had moved to a, a different town. You know, I didn't have a strong sense of community. It, it takes years to 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 dissolve the programming, guys. It's not something that you just leave and go, I'm done with that. After 17 years of brainwashing, intense brainwashing, the only thing that was really good that came out of it 
is I read the Bible over and over again, and now nobody can bullshit me because I know what it says. And then after I left, when I started having these spiritual experiences, it was revealed to me how to read the Bible properly, which basically, I know it's going to sound weird, but basically I was told to take a red pen and anywhere it said God or Lord or any of those titles um, to put a heart over the word. And when I read it, use the word love because they say God is love, which I actually even now would, would agree with. And so when I read it that way, the context changed dramatically. And a lot of the lessons in the Bible were what not to do, not what to do. So there was all of that. And because I was going through a really hard time, um, my former husband, I have two children with my former husband. Uh, they're growing up now. And um, um, he wanted a chance at raising them. So they went to live with their dad. And then he cut me off completely from any contact. So I was in a very low vibrational state. I was in a very deep state of grieving. I was confused. I didn't have proper community. It was a very low time for me. And this is really weird. But what happened was I got imprinted by the energy of the house I was living in. And let me just tell you what I mean by that. So apparently, there was a man who lived there before me, and he had offed himself in a very particular way. And I picked up on that because I'm so spiritually in tune with energy. I picked up on that. And here I thought that I was supposed to off myself in the very same way. Now, how I know this is true is two years later, I met a woman. She asked me where I lived. I told her where I lived. She said, oh, my God, do you know the history of, of where you're living? I said, no. And she told me that she knew a woman whose son lived there before me and he had offed himself in the house. So that was the, that was like two years later that I got the actual confirmation of what I was picking up. So I was planning to off myself. And I had this amazing spiritual experience. And what it looked like visually to me was like a thousand points of light. So if you went out in a, and looked at a starry sky where there's not too much light pollution, kind of like that. And each so-called star was shining light out top, bottom, and out the sides. And it appeared very much like angels with wings. And the voice that I heard the voice that I heard was like a thousand voices all speaking in perfect unison and harmony to, to form one voice. So that was what I saw. That was what I heard. And they told me that, you know, um, life is never supposed to be so miserable. There are exit points. But if you take an exit point, you miss out on some really good stuff coming, coming into your life down the road. And you don't, you know, if you don't quite see um, how, the present um, is unfolding like a fractal. So um, I said, well, you know, I'd like to keep living, to be honest with you, but I just feel ripped off because I feel like all I've done is damage control and dealing with trauma and horrible situations. And I'm, I'm just, that's, that can't be what my life is, is for. And they said, well, what would you really like? I said, well, I'd like a do-over. I was 41 years at the time and I wanted to, um, um, have a do-over. And they said, you know what, Karen, we're going to give you a helper. And I said, what do you mean a helper? They said, you have to decide on what kind of helper you want. And I went, oh my God, I, who gets offered gifts from angels? Like, am I completely batshit crazy? Or is this really happening? Like, I mean, 
I don't know. Like, I don't know. I actually did think I was a bit crazy. So I said, well, I don't know right now. Can I think about it? And they said, of course you can. When you're ready, just tell us because we're always close to you. I went, okay. And so I decided I would renew for another 41 years, which would bring me up to 82. And at 82, I'll decide if I want to check out or whether I want to renew again. So what happened was a couple of days later, I mean, these, these experiences don't just happen. They affect you physically, emotionally, spiritually on every level. And to be, I hope I'm, it's okay for me to say this, but they fuck you right up for a while until you sort that shit out, you know? And anyway, so a few days later, I was, I was going for a nice walk. And all of a sudden, I, I thought I was thinking, like, I'd spent days thinking, what do I want? What do I want? If I ask for money, I could sure fix my life a lot. Or if I want popularity, that'd be nice, because I, I, I really like people, I just don't seem to do really well in the, in, in the um, social arena with most people. Because they basically they perceive me as odd, it frightens them, makes them feel uncomfortable, and they don't want to be my friend, which is okay, they're not ready, that's all right. So anyway, I thought and thought about it. And and then it just came to me, I needed to ask for wisdom. Because if I have wisdom, I can have all the financial success that I need to, to do what I want to do on this world. If I have wisdom, I'll know how to have popularity, but with the right kind of people, you know, that will where we can encourage each other. I thought I, I can't lose by asking for wisdom. I didn't want to ask for the wrong thing. So I asked for wisdom. And the weirdest thing happened. They asked me, would you like the quick method or the slow method? And I said, oh, I want the quick method. And in my naivety, I thought they would just pour this wisdom into me, right? And it would just happen. But no, 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 it doesn't work that way. I had to have the life experiences on which to build the wisdom. And so I had a pretty wild ride for quite a number of years. A lot of what I would consider and other people would consider horrible experiences but, oh, my God, did they ever uh, fit the bill as far as giving me what I needed to achieve the kind of work I wanted to do in this world. And so that's basically my enjoyment. It doesn't even have anything to do with the ET. You I know, could do like you know, 10 shows. You know, hey, you know, I, I, got, I do got to say like that. That's, I guess, something. I don't know. You sit here listening to you. I guess that's something that hits a, hits a little bit at home. Like there's a, there's a lot of things you just said there that. I don't know. I, I feel like I can almost attest to and almost be like, you know, yeah, I, I know exactly what you feel and what you're talking about and how, I don't know, you know, you just, <clears throat> you learn things the, the hard way, I guess you take it, is, is the best, is a simple way of putting it. And, but I can say that this hard road totally still has great points in it. And I'm sure you've had great points in it too especially dealing into like you know more more of <clears throat> i don't know the more like you know like paranormal and out of this world things that you've experienced since then cuz like when i personally started accepting the route of you know spirituality i guess as some people could refer to it or connection back to the existence of reality a lot of mine was a mixture of things between experience and you know hallucinogens that's been a thing in my life and like you i don't know you 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 can say that you've talked to people that other people can't see and 
I, you know, I don't care if you believe me or not. I, I, I had this experience just like things you're saying here too. And I've had these life hard lessons and it's, it's a lot of it has also brought the things that I know now, like looking, looking into self, like you, you made a great point earlier in some of the things you were saying that I like bringing up to people too. And a lot of guests that I have on here bring this up. And I think this is a good point. Just a key element people need to look at is everything that's out there is in some form of way written by man or, or woman or look, honestly, whatever you identify as, I'm not trying to start a bunch of shit. Like they're written mm-hmm. by people that exist and it's, it's not above any person to not maybe intentionally alter something, but you know, you, things are done through contracts and they're done through companies and they're done through this, that, and the other, and you people want to make sales. And so their agent might change something, even if it's just a sentence or something, and it, you know, it changes the whole perspective and the story. And I, that's why I think talking to people about their experience and, and just not, you know, not, not denying it. Like I don't <clears throat> listen, I promise you, like I'm on the edge of my seat over here, listening to what you got going on because like I, 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 I don't deny it. I've got things that when I tell people, they they get beside themselves. They don't understand it. And that's that's fine. Like I, there's some things I just don't tell people anymore because of the same thing. It's just because it's 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 too out of this world and weird for them. And I always hope that one day that on your journey of awakening or connecting back to the planet, because that's what we're all doing in a sense. We're just all at different levels of it. I believe like different. You know, I, I kind of heard you touch around that a little bit too. Like it's been, it's been a continuous learning situation, and everything that you learn, you know, it might change something from before, or it might, you know, advance on something from before. And it's it, it's all connected. It's it. You you'll live it one day, and one day you can come back to this episode if you're a regular listener, if you're a new listener, or something like that, and you're gonna be like, hey, that's the that's the point he was trying to make right there. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, that's, that's why we do this. That's, I think that's a good point in logging all of these conversations and these, this information because someone someday somewhere is going to come across this wild piece of information that it happens to be the one brain that's resonating with it or waking up or even agreeing with it. And there's key elements that they want to show to other people from these stories. So like, I, I mean, <clears throat> I, I guess I'll, and I'll, I want to continue you can fast forward anywhere you'd like to fast forward on it or like you know just I'm I'm really into these experiences that you're having like I don't I, there's no judgment here I promise you from this end we have had we've, we've had people that solve murders that have been mediums and stuff that have shared some cool stuff with us as of recent people that have visited other worlds and stuff like that like we we even had a fellow that talked to Bigfoot like these there's from my perspective there's nothing beyond the realm of plausibility in this world like there's there's so much we don't know i i wanted to share in relation to what you saw and i i was once just walking in the hallway of my house i was around 16 years old and out of the blue i'm out of the room and i'm in this dark place this is wide awake not on any drugs but broad daylight but i exit the space (laughs) And 
then I'm in this dark space and then I see a light at the end. So what I was experiencing or a proxy of the experience was somebody I knew had passed away and it was their version of ascension or like the entry door of it. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that that was one of the most beautiful things I've ever witnessed in my life. And it just happened in a way that is undescribable and unexplainable and it's those types of things that people are like, that didn't happen. Just, just your imagination. I'm like, <laughs> sure, buddy. Uh, how many religions are just based off somebody's imagination? It's like, how many books are written off somebody's imagination, supposedly? And um, I believe that everything comes from somewhere. You know, whether whether you want to come call it an imagination or whether it is truly an experience. You know, I, it's it's <clears throat> it's no one's job, I think, on this planet to be like oh no that didn't happen like oh man if you don't if you it don't do, well, it or yeah. you don't think it you just just kind of move on you know what you i'm can, saying There's exactly no you can choose to not believe what i'm saying and that's it um because it doesn't harm you with what i'm speaking about it doesn't change your mm-hmm. life it just you decide you can take it or you can leave it and but one of the most interesting things was first a bunch of dogs ran towards her like we're talking probably 15, 20 something dogs. Just like, it's like all these dogs ran towards her. And then it mostly at the end, it was a younger version of her ex-husband. Like, well, her passed away husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, just waiting for her and just calling for her to come on in. It's all good. It's all good. It's all safe. So the weirdest thing is like, why am I experiencing somebody I knew passing? So I imagined... Because I, I, I also saw that she was going to die. In another vision, I also a dog sent me an email in the, in the dream <laughs> stating like, like basically, so her daughter killed all her dogs Let's, before she passed away. So, yeah, uh, daughter was not a good girl. Uh, and um, yeah, it's a, it's a weird situation. Yes, she was uh, in a fragile uh, health state, but there was no reason to freaking kill her dogs. That like there was no because she had at the time I think uh, four, but there's no reason mm-hmm. you're just giving them away. Like there's no reason. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think she went to a good place, and she was always a kind person. She just took care of me when I was a little kid. But I guess she imprinted something on me. But she took care of me when I was a little kid. But she took care of me when I was a little kid. She was mm-hmm. for a while in Puerto Rico, famous as an actress and such. Um, but it's crazy. Then at the end, I saw that. So again, things that you cannot explain, like how do you explain to people? I had suicidal ideations and I went from suicidal ideations to potentially seeing what felt like angels speaking to me and telling me, Hey, you got a new term and then you get an extra term and an extra conversation later on. But I found when I wanted to go into that was they, you mentioned there's escapes. Like, so do you, feel that then to some extent suicide is something that they accept? Oh, absolutely. Because in my experience, I'm just speaking from my experience Mm -hmm. on everything I say on your show. I don't, you know, I'm not Mm -hmm. expecting other people to agree with me or anything, but the whole system is extremely benevolent. It's on the love harmonic. And love says, if it's that bad, you can check out. But the problem is, if you check out, if you want to commit suicide or just leave, whatever, however you want to call it, 
you might be missing out on something friggin' amazing. And what happened with me is I looked at my life and I went, well, I don't really know what to believe anymore. If there's reincarnation, I sure as hell don't want to come and do this shit over again. I want to get it right while I'm here. I thought, well, if I die and there's nothing, there's no afterlife, I've imagined everything, I can die with the peace of knowing that I did my best, that I really walked the best I could. And what I mean by that is not by necessarily being so good all the time, but by doing the dark night of the soul over and over again until I was able to work on my own shit. And then I thought, if there is a God that sends people to heaven or hell, if I've lived the best life I could live, then how can that be held against me? And if it is held against me, fuck that God. No disrespect to religion, but you know what I mean? And so I I created a win-win situation. I want to say something, too, about the human condition and our perceptual arena. So those of us that have these experiences, I believe that because we are in a human form, we're very limited to what we can really actually understand. So I don't think any of us has what you would call objectivity when it comes to the paranormal. But what I do think is that my perceptual arena took certain stimulation that came, and I believe it was internal rather than external, right? And then my mind created the best case scenario for interpreting that experience. And so um, I don't think there is even an objective right, wrong, or this or that. I think all of us are just creating in our own perceptual arena. And a lot of people think their perceptual arena is the only reality. And the construct wants us to believe that. They want us to believe that the reality of the construct, or you could call it the matrix, is the only reality. We all have to do it and believe that and follow that bullshit. We all have our very own unique perceptual arena. And with it, uh, you know, we discover ways of sharing that information in a non-offensive way that allows the other people to have dignity in their perceptual arenas. And I think it's our differences um, that actually make us really strong and is a great gift. So sorry for getting off on a tangent, no, but I just no, wanted to throw that out there. That that's you know that's that's right into the realm I think of everything you know we're we're about right here you know like I'm I'm well there's some people that think that we're all just different parts of like one something or whatever I'm you know I I I get far off on to different things and I'm like sure maybe there are different and Luis's thing kind of here makes me think that a little bit more too I think yeah sure there's other parts of my spiritual being that are out there but I I think there's different I think there are different spiritual beings and there's different people that we are connected to like that we're connected to throughout our life throughout our life experience or something in different ways and when something traumatizing or traumatic or you know that big like someone dying happens to them like yeah you you know you feel it like I've there's people that have been connected in my life that I have lost and I, I, I swear I can tell you the moment you know what I'm saying that they that they left this realm because we were just that we were that connected they were a part of me for real you know and there's and I think meeting 
these other people in these other uh, I like the way you put it perceptional arenas like there's you know there's there's so much we can learn from each other by just sitting here and having these these wild conversations and and, and because we've all had these different experiences you know like we 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 hear about all these different people's experiences and yours I applaud you I guess because like, you're you're out here willing to tell some stuff that yeah I could see where people would give you a hard time or give you a harsh time or whatever and maybe even perceive it as crazy but well I my perspective is on what grounds like this is this is th to me these are the kind of things that I understand I see like I see outside of the realm of human perspective and I don't like I can't explain it you know what I'm saying you're, you're doing your best mm -hmm. to explain the things that you've seen and there's things that I could never explain I guess I'm just mm -hmm. like I hope I hope you see it. this is back to I hope you see it one day cool. and it, it's interesting oh I mean I would say quantum physics also expresses that there's a lot we don't know there's whole <laughs> levels to reality we can't even start to comprehend so even the science that we have built based off our understanding of the perceptions of reality that we all collectively agree upon has been evolving. So yeah. before, nobody would think that precognition is possible. Now they re realize precognition is possible, that the ability of an individual to potentially perceive what a future event is actually scientifically in studies. And, and those were a few big studies that were done with enough uh, good sample size that you're like, you can't say that precognition is impossible because your studies should suggest that somebody can potentially figure something out five minutes ahead but at a higher scale than what you would think is uh, impossible or improbable, or it's like, oh, it's just an anomaly. It's like, no, it's not an anomaly if you tested it enough scale and you speak to people, countless people around the world, that you will notice that they will have events in their life that they cannot explain. But the reason that you'll never generally hear about that in mainstream is because they feel that if they speak about those things openly, they will be made fun of, they will like, they will be shunned. And at the end of the day, we're in these tribalistic mentalities because we still come from that time where yeah. only a few generations ago, if you fucked around and you did the wrong thing, you were kicked out of the tribe, like you were kicked out of that cultish mentality. And then if there's no backup, you die. So that's why the inherent mechanism of, of the individual is say nothing, shut up, do nothing, just live your life and you're crazy. Yep, and then there's the alternative, which is me, where I go, I got nothing to lose, and I don't care what anyone thinks. And that's one of the blessings that comes when after you're 50, generally, and I, I, I don't mean to generalize that for everybody, but after you're 50, you get to that point where you go, if I want to do a show in my pajamas, I'll do a show in my pajamas. I don't care what people think. And I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about and be an authentic, sovereign human being. And, um, and emulating that for other people to see it's okay to do that. And so, yeah, I don't have a lot of uh, commu uh, physical community. I live in Red Deer, Alberta, and it's like the Texas of Canada. And there's a church and a liquor store on every block. And um, um, I've never seen um, so many people that are just so trapped. I, I don't have a better word for it. They're trapped in loops. 
They're and anything loops. outside of that, they find disturbing. And I don't want to disturb anybody, but I also don't want to uh, sacrifice my sovereignty either. So I've been working on diplomacy. Boy, that's soft been exposure. A soft exposure. Yeah. Sometimes, like a, a soft, soft, like, hey, I have these ideas. Do you agree? <laughs> Great. Okay, let me go further. Come on in. Come on in. All right, yeah. this is all the fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, they can't even uh, handle the concept of, of people that are gay uh, in Red Deer, Alberta. I shouldn't say but, that. I'm generalizing. There's a lot of people uh, who do. I'm sure, I'm but, sure, but I get what you're saying. Like they're, they're very, they're, they're old school, but in the bad old school. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. Start evolving. Yeah, I strike terror into their little tender hearts, and that's not yeah, my intention. Slowly, no, but slowly introduce them into yeah. new ideas. They some yeah. people listen to their elders. Well, uh, or maybe, but I, I'm having great success online though with my internet. Well, that's a thing. I'm maybe, blessings. maybe, maybe through online communities and such, you eventually find a new place that better fits mm -hmm. your life. Because that's the thing. You don't need to be there. If you don't need to be there, yeah. if that doesn't, if that place no longer serves you, you potentially could move. Mm -hmm. yeah. Why, why, why stick with a community that doesn't appreciate you? I don't, I don't. And, and I don't care. I, I, I That's what I'm there, but for the future. Yeah. If you were like, oh, I have these opportunities. I'm just going to move on. But I'm having great success with people sending me emails and comments and telling me that my work is meaningful and it's helped them and their journey and oh my god that's so rewarding it's just so incredibly humbling and rewarding it just that's what i want to do and so for the rest of my life i'm going to just speak my truth and um share information that i'm hoping will help other people and encourage them um, I wanted to bring up, thank you for uh, showing my website, under the free resources tab, I wanted to show you, um, I do sell organ generators to help me, you know, cover my expenses, but sure. the Quantum Health Transformation free online course, I downloaded that about the same time that I was having my extraterrestrial and off-world experiences, and it took me, I got it in an instant and in a download. It took me over two years to, to deconstruct it and downstep it into terms that everybody could understand. And it's absolutely free. So I think more important than these um, stories I'm telling about my experience is the result. And so the information in the, whoops, this side, Quantum Health Transformation Program, which is absolutely free. It's over 20 videos. Um, um, there's at least two videos for each step and there's nine steps. That is the important thing, not how I got it. Uh, but I'm not going to lie and say, oh, I created it all from my own mind. No, I didn't. It was given to me. And I want to, I want to say that. Ooh. Thank you for showing this. So you start off with the welcome and, and you start at step nine and you work your way back to step one. And I, I don't know why I was instructed to do it this way, but I'm assuming because it helps people to completely reverse their linear programming. And it covers, I'll just tell you the first three steps, step nine, eight, and seven are to open your mind. So step nine is more about quantum physics. It's about using a conceptual tool like this, which I call the nubby ball, 
to help expand our concept of reality. And then step eight is about all kinds of technologies that we didn't even know were technologies like grounding and meditation and positive affirmations and all the things that are really easy to do. And we start to see them differently as technologies that are opening up our lives and our minds. And step seven, I get into the male-female energy. So step nine, you do the shadow work and the light body integration. Step seven, you do the male-female because the left side of the body is female energy and the right side is the male energy. Then when you get to step six, five, and four, it's all about detoxification. So in step six, I cover actually three parts Um, external detoxification, which includes educating people about how many of the personal care products and cleaning products we're using are absolutely toxic. And when they're toxic, they're toxic on a physical level, an emotional level, and a spiritual level. And then what what can they do about it? So I give all kinds of recipes on how to make your own everything, everything you need uh, for personal care or for cleaning that's non-toxic. That, that's then, actually something um, we we talk about right on here. One of our one of our sponsors, she she makes homemade soaps and yes, balms exactly. And stuff like that. You know, she's she does because you know we're we're trying to show people there is alternative ways, and you can even make it yourself. And it's and such you great have, soaps. That's something exactly. Really, really good soaps. You know, like there and, and it's it's better to use these things that are back you know, that don't have all these wacky, wild, Lord knows where they come from, chemicals in them. Like we, we, well, they're synthetic. We, they're synthetic. Right. right. That's what I'm saying though. We, we have, we have left our health up and I see, you know, number five going into kind of the same thing too. I, I'm, I'm big into talking about this as well, but like the, your, your food products and your healthcare products and stuff like that, that you are buying from these giant corporations, like these, these companies don't care about what they're feeding you. They care about how they can make higher profits. And, you know, a lot of these things that they put in there and they get regulated in there are, they're, they're super deadly poisoned and they're regulated in by like, by like micrograms and stuff like that. Because if they overuse something like this, it could kill their customers. Like this isn't, you know, wine has arsenic, right? And the cheap wine has a lot of arsenic. Absolutely. That's that's a joke. Like, and exactly. Anybody can look up. Like when you get cheap wine, one of the things you don't know is like you're drinking arsenic. Yes. It's very small amounts, but those things eventually build up in your system. Exactly. And this is all, creating an environment where we're going to access the medical industry and cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. So I just wanted to say also in step six, there's internal detoxification where I educate people about how food-like substances are not food. What is food? How can we tell what's real food, what's not? And then the third part of step six is emotional detoxification because all of our emotions are good and we can make the best use of all of them. Step five, I get into food and I don't come from any perspective. Like I don't take a carnivore or a vegan or any of that perspective because we're all different. We all have different ways of eating, but there are things that we need to know about. Like for instance, helping to support our gut biome and all kinds of things. And then step four is how to de- how to, to detoxify from the construct 
how is it that they're able to to control us? And I get into things like um, words are energy. You could think of them as spells and all kinds of things like that. And then um, step three, two, and one are the spiritual. But you know what? You got to do nine, eight, seven, and open your mind first. You got um, you got to do six five and four. So you detoxify your body, and then you're ready to start accepting these beautiful frequencies. And um, so step three, two, and one is all about uh, spiritual um, aspects of your life. And in, uh, I think it's step three, I tell people how to go back and corrupt past memories in order to change right now. And I've done a lot of work with that. And I just love it. I love it so much. So I, um, um, one of the things I teach is on the different ways that we can actually change our reality. So for instance, myself, um, I'll just tell you a real quick story. What happened to me is I came from just like many of us, I'm not saying poor me, but many of us come from dysfunctional families. And we didn't get the emotional component we really needed from our parents. So uh, same as for me. So what I did was I went back and created a memory that never happened. And it was of um, something that happened between my mom and I, where I created this memory that when I came home after school, my mom made special time with me. And we had a tea party and she listened to how my day was. And she was just this lovely mother that never actually existed. But I kept, it made me feel good. And I just kept working on that memory and working on that memory. And I, I am not kidding. Six months later, I went to visit my mom. And right out of the blue, she turned to me and said, Karen, do you remember the tea parties we had after school? Now, that never happened. I know that never happened. But I created that memory and I focused on it. And somehow, my mother remembers the past the way I corrupted the memory of the past. And okay. it made huge improvements we, in my relationship okay. with my mom. Somebody just said that Listen, the other day. Yes, we okay. This is that exact same thing. I, I, I'm, I'm going to take us on a tangent. So that's for a very interesting because this is this. I, I I've got to say right now that I am even more excited to have found you than I was to begin with when we started this <laughs> conversation. Because much like my friend, another friend of mine that I found in on. Through doing this, my friend Unchained, he he wrote a book that puts a lot of uh, puts a lot of some of the same stuff together, and is leading down the same path. And you've actually got it mapped out here. I, I actually love the way you've got it set up here on your website. How you've got and and the funny thing is, is that I'm seeing, you know, a lot of people find a lot of the same things that I've learned throughout the years too, as well. And it's. It's so amazing that everybody, I guess, in a way, is putting it together. You know, if you were, if you were looking at this from the perspective of waking up, like going all the way back to when you first started thinking, "Hey, something's not right," to the point that you are now, where, what again, regardless of what level you you are, you know, like these are all important steps. And I, I love the way you, I, I do. I really like the way you've got this broken down, and I, and I like how you're. I do believe, like the. In, internal detox too like not only not only food and lord knows what else is in your body but like spiritual style like like trying to you a lot of people have things they need to work on and you would be surprised at how much that time alone 
I don't know, floating down the river for eight hours. Like that's just that, that to me, that's like a meditation reset. That's something I kind of do every summer. I go get in my canoe and I have this stretch of river that takes literally all day. It's, it's a 10 mile stretch of river, but it, 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 it takes all day for me to just go down it. And it's so much more of a reset than any weekend from work. You know what I'm saying? Like it, 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 sure. I'm in the sun and it's hot and I've been paddling most of the day, but still by the time it's over and done with, and I wake up the next morning after being out there, you, I'm so much more connected back to reality. You know, it's, it, and it has to do with a lot of all this stuff too. Like these are different things that I've learned throughout the year, throughout the years you've to connect back to spirit or self or it or whatever you want to call it because everyone that comes on here that talks about this kind of stuff and, I'll, and i'm going to tell you there's been a lot of people throughout the beginning of this show that have come on come and go that have talked about exactly this they just use different words for connecting back to it this is a, a big big part of it you know you've got to let go of the fear and stuff i think a lot of people get attached to that fear and they don't understand how that that attachment to fear can actually reset you all the way back. Like no matter how hard you've worked on it, you know, you don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause you go into panic mode and it, and it, and it can undo a lot of things. So you've got to, you, you do have to be careful when you're stepping in into a lot of this. I don't know. There's always that, there's always that lady in the red dress, Neo, every time. Yeah. You, you know, like it's, it, but I would, I'm, I'm gonna pull it back up. I would like for you to continue. We were only there on part, uh, part three. We were, Your volume just, just. We were only there. We were only there on part three before I, I went on a tangent because. Oh no 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 no! You know we actually did cover step two and step one as well, and so, um, um, yeah. Just I really encourage people to check it out. You can't lose anything. And I also think it's almost like this information is constantly raining down on all of humanity. And I pick it up and I interpret it, you know, one way. Someone else picks up the same information. It shows up in a book. Like, I'm not someone special. I'm just attuned and doing what I consider my job, which is to get information to the people to make their lives easier and more enjoyable. And I want people to, if they want to, uh, experience some of what I experienced, because I'm not unique. This is available for all of humanity. And, um, and it's like it's raining down on all of us. And I just happen to be a really good receiver. I'm a wide receiver. I pick up angels, the extraterrestrials, uh, people, uh, ancestors. Uh, one time I picked up Sun Tzu, you know, who wrote The Art of War, because I was having trouble strategizing in my life. Like this information's here for That's everyone. a nice call to get. It's like uh I'm a very famous uh writer. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we could all just like dial in, it's like, hey, I'm having a problem. Hi Einstein, how you doing? Oh, hey, if Cat, Newton. if Kat was back in here again, she'd be asking you why are you saying we again, you know, like she as she said to you before. She could, and I believe that Karen understands this as well. And as crazy as this sounds, I believe in dialing back into this kind of stuff too. Like you have to, you have to search within for all this stuff. We're we're all connected in the ether in a sense, and have been for a very long time. Like, oh, 
what's that game? Assassin's Creed where they found a machine. Yes. Yeah. You don't need the machine. You you know what I'm saying? Like you can you can you can go visit the last There's, body you were in's grave if you wanted you, to. You ever heard of Brian Weiss? Uh, yeah. the author yeah 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 um the there's one particular book uh many lives many masters by brian l wise mm-hmm. i've mm-hmm. not tried it it's a really great book um about um the study of past lives by the medical establishment so this is a medical doctor doing regression therapy and realizing he is curing a, cl- a client of several problems just with regression. No medicine, no special yeah. treatments, no work at home, like nothing well, outside of probably potentially meditation. But, you know, the point is like there is options and there is solutions that we don't think about because establishment dictates, oh. I cure you through this method of profiteering. There is mm-hmm. the the idea that oh I give you this and that's it we're done you're good it's it's a it's a complicated thing but yeah that that oh, oh in the audiobook it's read by the author I believe so I think maybe well, that's so that's really good I believe it was I'm, that's why it was a good one any any book that the author reads usually it's sometimes sometimes the author could be a boring and bad but many times the author gives it the true essence of what the story they wanted to tell was yeah i'm actually working on a book about my extraterrestrial experiences and but that blends in with everything else well that's what Um, i was actually about to ask you about a little bit i was uh, you know you you keep you've referenced it a few times and i i really actually would like to hear with it being spooky month we i'd love to hear a little bit of extraterrestrial experiences like this i think I, I think, you know, just, just set things aside. You're, we're definitely already going to have you back in the future because you are, you are fitting in with this crew greatly. <laughs> and you're, you're my kind of people. Like I, I love everything you're talking about this evening. So like, thank you. Thank you. Doing- now the extraterrestrial, I, I'm just going to tell you, it would have to be a different show. I'll tell you a little bit, exactly. but um, because I have amazing recall and um, what happens is when we often when we have these ET type experiences, we agree to forget because it's very difficult to come back to the 3D construct after experiencing these other ways of being. So um, the beings that and I've amazing recall so I can get into so much on a social level, like just the ship, how that all works, uh, just an incredible amount of information. Is there but basically that stands out the most? Yeah, some particular what? moment or an experience. Well, yeah. Well, I'll just tell you, um, uh, if I go on too long, please do, uh, you know, stop You're me. Fine. But Basically, this all happened to me while I was sleeping, and it happened in a three-month period every single night. And so I knew that it was, like, at first I thought I was dreaming, and then I thought I was just crazy. And then I realized there was something to it because it was very continuous, and the time is different there than here. So I experienced something like three to three and a half years of being away, even though it happened only at night while I was sleeping for a three month period of time. Okay. So nobody came in a spaceship and picked me up. There was no gray aliens, nothing like that. 
These beings are our, at least what I'm told, they are our very next step in evolution, emotional, physical, and spiritual evolution. They're not that far ahead of us. They look just like us, except they're healthier. They're, most of them are bigger, a larger bone structure, more muscle, like Thor would fit in great on the big ship. I've, I've heard of this particular say. group. That's where the whole concept of the Aryans comes from. Um, if in relationship to these other beings, uh, that's actually where uh, Hitler got obsessed with. He, he got obsessed with the Aryans, which also lived in the in the Himalayas and such. Like, and yeah, were, like, but I don't larger beings that some are, were blonde and like bigger human beings well, they're actually there's there's talks of them out of many different countries like it's not you know for the love of god louise don't tie it back to hitler just alone <laughs> no he was researching the hell he, out he of was it. he was he was actually researching He's, the hell out of them and he there spent were 20 billion dollars like 100 billion in today's money just researching that stuff but there's also well, not just him but there's also been other leaders and there's also been other like weird evidence of a the Aryan, I guess you could call it race or whatever they, whatever you want to call them, these bigger. Originally, it was not about white supremacy. And nothing to do with well, it. Spiritual well, thing. Guys, yeah, it was spiritual. Guys, it was all spiritual. Guys, only a minority of these beings are white. Okay, right. just gonna say it. Right. Sure. Very few are I'm white. Not, I'm not saying. Yeah, I'm not saying they're white. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's where it all. You know, that's where it all came. Got weird. Yeah. And and the other thing too is this is an intergalactic group of beings. So many of them are from all over, you, I, I don't know, galaxies, star systems, you name it. And they come together for a purpose um, and they um, interbreed. And so like, for instance, I don't have a name for them. I have no idea what they're called because they don't use English and they don't speak. It's, it's completely um, psychic, okay? So it's all telepathic communication, but they're so good at it that they can run thought publicly or privately. They can shield their young so that like, for instance, when I first went to the ship, it was, I was a sloppy mess. I was thinking out loud, all kinds of stuff. Well, they don't want to hear, they don't want to pick up on that. They can actually filter, filter that. Right. And it took me time to learn how to communicate with them. So they do use gestures and some more than others. There's different cultures. They're not a homogenous group, okay? And many of them um, come in not just all the tones and shades of, of brown um, that we see here on earth, but they also have differences. Like if you take even in one family or one community, you'll see huge diversity on earth between what our ears look like and our noses look at like. Same thing is true for these beings. So, so there's great diversity and inter, interbreeding um, because um, birth is a really big deal um, as far as they're concerned. And all births are, um, they're kind of registered or everyone can find out what their lineage is and what, what, what their background is, that kind of thing. But they're not... Um, um, they're not prevented, you know, from intermarrying and things like that. There are some really weird stuff that I thought was super cool. There's one um, woman that I met and her background is um, beings that had the ability to um, um, physically uh, um, 
mimic whatever their environment is. So I don't know if you're familiar that octopods on earth, they can, they can completely hide in the sand or in the coral or anything like that. They've got mechanisms in their skin, right? That, that, that will pick up the textures and the colors. Well, she had that too, but not, not that much because it was sort of back in her background, but she did, she did wear brightly colored, um, clothes and you could see the pattern on her skin but not as dark so she wasn't like invisible to me or anything but i thought that was really cool their skin can potentially change shift tones and and yes to an extent yes and another and another um small batch of people um i say batch because i'm not really sure how they're related or whatever because i didn't i don't remember that i may have but i don't remember that and they have like um, what looks like freckles, but um, the freckles, they can actually shut down and open up at different places. And they actually secretly communicate with each other that way. So nobody else knows what they're, what, what they're communicating, right? So if they have a child on the other side of the room, they can just change their spots. And the kid notices and goes, okay, better, better mind, you know, but mind my mom, you know, some things are very similar to here, but some things are so, so different. And, but and what, that looks what like is, also like potential genetic engineering in the future. And then these particular groups came out of certain certain engineering because that looks like vastly. I don't know. They They didn't mention that they were engineered that way. But I just wanted to tell you when I first went, I had my orientation uh, session and it lasted for a couple of weeks. And I can remember everyone's assigned a buddy and my buddy who was assigned to me, um, they assign you a buddy that looks the closest to the way you look so that you feel more comfortable with human. <laughs> so and, like, I got and, the human. <laughs> and anyway, she was helping me get settled in the first night. And I was crying because I was missing, you know, I was thinking, oh my gosh, who's looking after my cat? And, you know, I don't know if I really want to be here for any length of time. Like I didn't understand what the program was all about. And she said, No, no, you don't understand. She didn't say it. She, you know, let me know through her uh telepathy don't don't worry about it you're going to wake up in your bed in the morning time is different here and i was like so relieved right but um i have no idea how this is possible guys no idea how this is possible but this went on for 3 months and i had such amazing amazing experiences and i haven't had it happen since and except for about 2 years ago um I have another, oh, I don't know how to, it's, it's quite a lot goes on in, on planet Karen, but there's another being that is what I would classify as extraterrestrial. And I call him Bob. These people, I'm telling you, they don't speak English. It's not like they, oh, this is the name of my group. And this is the my name. Like it doesn't work that way. It's very, very different. But anyway, I call him Bob and he's okay with that. He's got actually a great sense of humor. He can, combine with my imagination and he can help me to go back in an etheric form and see what's going on on the ship or get information. And then there's the exopolitical work, which is another whole different kettle of fish. Sorry, I'll be quiet. But do you no, want to no, say? no, 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 no. Okay. I'll try. All right. I'll try to see if I can get Louise's attention. This sounds like ex- this is totally. Listen, we have these two lovely ladies that came to our show the other night and they, they it's not their first time on i'm actually friends with them on uh social media platforms and they talk about being a part of 
people, I guess, much like yourself that do that kind of work and go back and, you know, look at things and they do past life regression therapy and stuff like that with people. And like, they're, they're super awesome. And to, and to hear you talking about like all that too, I got excited. That was all my pointings right there. I was oh, just like, okay. I was just like, you know, I bet you there's a high chance just because, you know, I've, I've seen faces in what we could define in this, in, uh, in these boxes as in dream world. I've seen faces and I think that it's because it's other people that I've I've even met later in life or that I've run across after I've met them and stuff like that and when I see these faces I think it's because you know sure in these other realms and these other lives areas like you're talking about even that you see when you're either asleep and sometimes even when you're awake I believe that you know you it's because you're a part of you know, doing that with these people or whatever, or your, or your, your non-physical self is out there doing some of this work with these other people that I've met and stuff like that, you know, like I, so I would be curious to know if maybe like you guys had run across each other. I know you couldn't really know, but I mean, I'm just saying like, it's just be, that's where my, my brain goes. It'd be cool to think that you guys ran across each other, maybe, maybe helped each other change something that was, needed to be changed in a way i guess like you you know you made mention before like it's just it's it, it's just so fast fascinating to find two find people from opposite places different ends of the world even that you're literally potentially like uh four thousand five thousand kilometers away from each other yeah <laughs> like they're in florida you're in alberta that have such similar things you know what i'm saying like it's just it's 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 amazing you're like you're you're not the same but you're not much different in a lot of the things you're, you're talking about here and i find it so so fascinating because it to me that's just because more there's proof some reality to it that that's there's just more proof that people like myself too. and yourself and these other young ladies that i'm speaking of and either you're other not people just that imagining it yeah even other people that I've had on this show in the past that we're we're not cuckoo like we're we're not imagining this stuff it's really happening like yeah <laughs> and, and the other thing guys is there is no time and there is no time or distance in these realms there's so no time and distance here this is all an illusion too <laughs> exactly but uh, so it doesn't surprise me that other people are having similar circumstances I also want you to know that I'm basically a non-reader. I don't generate the imagining to see what's going on when I'm reading. I only read the words and they're quite, I take them quite literally. So I don't do a lot of reading because I find it just so taxing. And I, you know, you read the same paragraph four times. You have no idea what they're talking about. I don't relate to written word very well. So I haven't read very many books. Interestingly, going back, I did take, a university course. That's how I got my BSW. It took me five years of university. And guess how I learned the stuff? I put the books under my pillow at night when I slept. And that's how I got my lessons. Like Edgar, you ever heard of Edgar Casey? Yes. I, I've heard of him, but I don't really know anything really oh, about him. Ed, Edgar oh, Casey. he's a sleeping prophet, right? Mm-hmm. And he'd go to sleep I, and he'd give all this information. Well, that he, didn't uh, he went into get. a trance like state. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he went into basically he went into hypno, a hypnotic state. And I mean, one of the biggest things that made people realize that he wasn't full of shit um, is that he could tell you where there was oil. Yes. So they <laughs> yeah, used him to people. find oil like they yeah. 
they realized that he he also uh, invented the the way you uh, fix knees. Like uh the you know like the so like uh putting nails in your <laughs> like certain surgical techniques came from him. So it's interesting, like the amount of interesting different things that he had an influence on. But one of the craziest things was he was saying, "Go to this place at this depth, yeah. you'll find oil," and they and they found oil. And you know that's not something any human being could potentially. CIA like, said we could do it, bro. The Gateway Project. Oh no, I'm saying like it's not. It, it's not something you could just make up. It, exactly. it, yeah. It, that's not something you can just make up. Thinking where there is a natural resource underground, that takes more than just your mad, random imagination. I can't just poke a hole over there and I'm going to find a ton of oil. Like, that's not how reality works. That's right. Like, mm-hmm. You have to connect to something. And he was the one, I believe, that brought up the idea of the Akashic uh, records in the library, that he's the one of the biggest proponents of it. Of the, yeah, I actually... I actually access the Akashic records too. It, it all depends. I, I, there, I, I, there's so much variety to what I've experienced, you know. Same, same. No, there's, there's just there's so, so much variety, things. and I just keep speaking, speaking my truth, and trying to make a difference in this world. You know, encourage people, let them know that reality is so fluid. Oh my God, you can corrupt your memories. I'm going to be giving um, a presentation on Forbidden Knowledge News with uh, Chris Matthew on Monday. And I'm going to be going into the four tried and true methods that I use for uh, changing reality or maybe shifting timelines or perhaps time travel. I'm not really sure. Um, and, uh, and, and I just want people to realize that don't feel stupid. Well, you can feel stupid in the beginning. I did. But to try these things and have prepare to have your minds blown and we're not taught any of this not in religion not in school and it's so much fun but when you shift timelines and realities you still got to deal with your own shit that's still going to always be there so you can change one set of circumstances for another but you're not going to escape the work and the work needs to be done and um yeah that's, I'm thriving. I don't know. No, what that's to say. that's a hundred percent. You know, I, I I'm a firm believer that your kids are better spending the first ten years of their lives running around the backyard, being wild little feral animals, than they are going and sitting in an indoctrination camp all day and being told what to believe and what to learn and stuff like that. You know, like my my kids learn at their own pace, and I'm proud of my children. Like they're they're my oldest child is definitely beyond what I could see any other person that was like, you know, nine years old learning in school. Like she's, she's got big questions for a big world and she's just a little girl. And I'm, and I'm glad that she's going to have a, I think a head start in when she gets older and seeing what the reality of things are and hopefully changing the world herself. I make the joke all the time. She's going to be, she's going to be supreme ruler of the planet one day and that's okay. Cause she's got a good heart. She just, she's just a little forceful (laughs) but it's 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 you know i mean all that aside like you know it's you you do you've got to truly open your mind to any any possibility whether it be aliens whether it be angels whether it be you know we we had a medium on here the other night talking about the the difference in like 
demons and spirits and and poltergeists and you know like the, the different levels of different things that are out there and like it's it's it, from where i sit i truly believe all this stuff exists because there's too many people out here like yourself that you know you you're not worried if people think you're nuts about it or whatever. It was your experience. Mm-hmm. You're here to tell people that experience, you know, and I, I think, I, I believe it. Shoot. I'm not here to deny it. That's not my thing. I've had so many similar type experiences myself that I, I I'm excited to find someone else that has these weird otherworldly out of body, out of reality experiences because it's, it's, it's how we move forward, I think. Luis is, I've heard Luis say this before. Looking into the fringe is how we move forward. Like, we're, we're running out of things, I guess, and what you would consider. I, I don't think we're running out of things. We are just running out of the easy stuff. We're running out of the easy stuff. <laughs> the easy um, stuff is the stuff that you can, like, reach, right? like, with your hand. And once we reach the spaces and the, the, vertices where you need to use things like energy or substances or chemistry to really reshape something about reality to create the connection required that's when you start going into this is where the complicated stuff comes in i mean our use of substances to expand consciousness has been prevalent, like prevalent throughout the entire history of the of mm-hmm. known species. Uh, since we have existed, we have consumed things to experience things, and I couldn't fathom to imagine the first people a few hundred thousand years ago. It's like, what's that? I don't know. It smells nice when we burn it. <laughs> Right. Or no, or mushrooms. I lost when somebody's mushroom. like, Johnny, how many did you eat? Uh, I ate seven. Practice. You ate seven. Oh, good luck. <laughs> I mean, there's, but I believe those experiences went through everybody. A lot of those, a lot of these shamans you read about, these historical, historical, mythological, whether it be gods, whether it be leaders, whether it be anything like that, they, they all had these. I guess spiritual type experiences and it does seem to have roots and things like mushrooms and ayahuasca and you know uh what's the other one that comes from cactuses peyote or whatever well and 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 the thing is also like dmt is something that's naturally produced by the human body every single day and for some reason it's a banned substance it's now not banned in california and oregon and in colorado Colorado. so eventually it will become more mainstream to be able to use in therapeutic settings of course all these substances must be used in in with respect they are very powerful they're they're not to fuck around with they're not to play around with these things do not play around with these things they're very dangerous if used improperly uh so i'm not we're not condoning here excessive or like sure so no but i do i do want to tell you i am actually uh have everything ready i just haven't started it yet i want to do the stem and stack i don't know if you're familiar with it basically it's microdosing mushrooms along with lion's mane and niacin uh because as you know you get older you start to get forgetful and i don't want to lose my edge actually uh, maybe i've lost well, my well definitely edge, lion's mane i i took lion's mane for a while and lion's mane is great i believe you can take lion's mane perpetually there's a few mushrooms that you have to stop taking them after a while because they do build up and like for example when you consider the phyllis uh psychedelic uh type there is a problem let's say you take one dose today 
the next day you literally to cons- to get the same thing you need to get double and then you take it another you then to take triple just to go to- through baseline so that's even when microdosing it's more like you take it once and then two or three days later you well, take it again it- yeah, you take it, you take it for a couple of days and then you take a four day break and then you take mm-hmm. it for a couple. But this is this is not an uh, microdosing is where you get no um, um, noticeable psychedelic. Effect. Oh, yeah, but still, exactly. But you still yeah. have to put the gaps in between regardless. But yes, well, I have to I have to put the gaps between everything. I build up tolerance to everything so fast. It's scary, annoying. you know, it's um, annoying. <laughs> you know, I'm very careful because uh I I I would use plant based. Let's just call it all plant based medicines. I use it sparingly, but uh, definitely when I need it, it does the trick. Sure, sure. Any any tincture, even if you're taking like schizandra berry or any any kind of tincture, you need you need breaks from it for sure. And well, that's I agree with you. There's there's many many different you know tinctures and. and well, dandelions, didn't they say dandelions are really good for you? And yet it's literally in the cover of the the, the pest control, the the plant control uh, brands. That's Isn't that fascinating? That's an episode in itself, my friend. Right? It, I mean, it, it is. I actually harvested, I grew a meadow in my backyard. Um, uh, the owner's not 100% impressed, but I harvested probably thousands of dandelion heads and dehydrated them so that I've got my cold, uh, you know, cold and flu or whatever, whatever, uh, um, antidote, you know, coming up for fall and winter. So I I grew them all myself. So yeah, I do. I make my own plant based medicines and tinctures and massage oils and everything, everything I make myself. So we can, and of course, we'll be able to find all that at your website, which I will have with this episode because that's that's how how we roll around here. Like, there's thank you. There's we make sure that we can find all these fabulous people that we have on here for these conversations because it's it's the best thing I can do is just move people along and be able to let them let them experience conversations like this and more. Like, it's just it's I don't know. It's a good help to pat folks on the back that are that are out here just trying to, as I like to say, wake people up. You know, we have all these, all these amazing people. You know, just out here moving forward. I think, Luis, this is another thing you'd like to point out that we're building another infrastructure on the secretly on the inside of the infrastructure while using the infrastructure before it fails. Like that's what we're all doing uh, is connecting. You know what I'm saying? Like we're yeah, all we have to we have to cre- create networks and connect because we don't know truly i mean i don't believe the world's gonna go to absolute heck Maybe. but there's a lot of crazy stuff that will happen and there will be moments mm. that will be tough and i mean right now we're going through these weird weird times um <laughs> so there's definitely things <laughs> that, that uh, you, need to, you need to connect to those that you align with and and this doesn't this has nothing to do with the idea of like cold mentality it's more of like you just get along with these people go with these people like it has nothing to do with like they believe in something that you can believe different things and still get along that's right yeah that's right. wow yeah. what a it's an insanely simple concept you can disagree but still agree to be friends there's, there's so many sure especially when you're after the same goal at the end of the day which is one thing I've, I've brought up a lot before too in the past is we're at the end of the day a lot of us all truly want the same thing a good place to a good place to lay our head at night, a full belly, and to not have to constantly be under the stress of 
you know, are, is the world going to end and shit like that. Like, just enjoy life. Like, just enjoy the little things and enjoy the simple things and just keep having fun with it and enjoy it while you're here because it's all a learning experience. If you don't learn something new every day, then you're, you're, you ain't doing it right. Like, you got to learn something fun and new every day. And that's why I like doing this right here because I learn fun stuff and I make new friends. Like, these are, this is my tribe, I guess you could call it. All my wild internet friends that I keep finding. And when the current Rome crumbles, I hope we're the people that prosper and bring it to a new whatever it's going to be as it moves forward. So this is this I, this has been a blast. I think I think you're fantastic, Karen. Like this is this is this is great. Is there? Oh, thank is there, you. Is there anything else you'd like to touch on before we get ready to wrap up for today? I just want to touch on um, so the quantum health transformation program that we talked about at yes, length. That is the very same. I had it given to me, and I I do it. And I've done it, and I continue to do it because you know when you've done it once, you you go back and you do it with like layers, right? And I do, I, I absolutely, um, you know, do that. The other thing I did was I created um, a show called the Quantum Guide Show, which is the show that I wish I had ahead when I was newly awakening. And so, um, yeah, there's links to it right on the homepage there. And um, I've had some, I, I, I always do a mix of guests who have never done shows before, never been on, and people who are fairly well known. I like to, to mix it up and, and all that. But basically, what the, my show's geared for people that are either newly awakened or awakening, or they're isolated because of their newfound belief systems. And so it's a way that people can watch and get positive um, energy without scaring the pants off people. Um, and that's that show. The other show, uh, which is more recent, is called Aliens and Astrology. And I have a co-host named Dave Petrella. And um, Dave is um, not only is he an astrologer, but he also um, <clears throat> has worked with Santos Bonacci and um, uh, uses astrotheology a lot in his analysis. Whereas I myself have more of a sort of spiritual, angelic, ET sort of persuasion. And we come together and we talk about topics from our two different perspectives, but we find the commonality and the common ground in there. And I like that show too, because in the other show, Quantum Guide Show, I'm basically the interviewer. I, I do talk a bit, but the show I do with Dave, you know, I, we get to just whatever we want to talk about as much as we want. So it's really fun. Um, it's a really fun, they're both fun, but they're basically created to help people to, um, to get going. So I wouldn't consider it advanced. If you've, if you're no stranger to the conspiratorium and the paranormal reality, you, you know, um, you, you may um, already know a lot of the information there. But if you're someone who's just new, or you're just isolated, and you want to kind of hang out by watching shows, you know how you, you come to you, you come to view your favorite podcasters as almost like friends, even if you've never met them, because you're so online with them. And um, so I just wanted to point that out, too. And I'm part of the uh, both of my shows are part of the Forbidden um, Forbidden Knowledge News Network with Chris, Chris Matthew. And um, so I don't know where it's going to take me or what I'm going to do next. But, oh, gosh, I really got to get going on my my book. But I spent the whole summer uh, maintaining a container, a garden, and putting food away, um, dehydrating, putting food away, nice. just in case the shit nice. hits the fan. 
There's so nothing wrong with that. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that at all, y'all. I, yeah. I, I'm sure y'all are y'all are under some strange th- strange things going on too. Because I mean, Canada's technically was underneath the Queen and all that other nonsense. So there's, there's Canada no and what you Australia. Got going Canada and Australia, we've really been hit with maximum exposure to BS. Oh yeah, yeah. Just gonna say that. No, we have we have friends in both, like that are that are you know friends of the show and personal friends of mine. I've got people in Australia and we got Canada and stuff too. And that's just you know, by good lord, like y'all got some crazy dictators running around in that area for sure. And we do we do too down here. Don't get me wrong. I think Luis had it worse than I did. I'm. I'm out here in the sticks in the southeast, and like, there's there's three less than three thousand people in the town. You think that the that the that the little local sheriff deputy is going to step out of line to people that he knows on a regular basis without worried about getting his butt kicked? No, like that's you know what I mean. Like it's it's I guess that small town ten, small town mentality works in some ways and some levels, and that's you know that's good, but places like where Luis was like I, I seen him in the news not him specifically but his area in the news all the time for crazy outlandish things but it is New York City and it is oh, yeah, crazy had, and outlandish like, things we had a bunch of women in green costumes like uh like the chroma key costumes all going yes. around gallivanting and hitting people I think two of them already been arrested but and then there was an, a guy wielding an axe in McDonald's broke a ton of stuff that. and threatened a woman the guy was let go without bail, and then he committed another crime, and then he was let go without bail again. Oh, yeah. But you, oh, yeah. But if you participate in a protest in Canada, your bank account is seized. You're charged with mischief, but they've made a new a whole new um, uh, uh basically categorization mischief used to be you know if you got drunk and made too much noise at night or something like that now they're putting canadian citizens in prison without bail some for six months pastors who speak out some for six months no bail in isolation unbelievable what's happening absolutely unbelievable but so far i'm I'm home and I'm good and I got my garden and I got my pussycat and I got my shows and I got my friends and I got you guys and I'm I'm good. I'm good. My little area of reality is is just great. That's that's right. I'm glad I, you know, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, you know. And I I feel the same way, you know. My little area of reality is great. I don't I don't care if the world's on fire around me or not. Me and mine are enjoying it the way that it's going. So I'm, I can't complain too much. Luis, you got anything for me before we get ready to sign out tonight? It was really fascinating to listen to to you today. Really, I appreciate you. you. Thank you. I could, and I and I really enjoyed hearing from both of you and getting to know you a little bit better too. It's been win win all around, guys. Absolutely, this has been a blast. This is, these are the episodes I look forward to. I'm sad Bandit wasn't here. I'm sure he would have had a blast. And it's our co- one of our co-hosts. I'm sure he would have had a blast with this one. But. It's okay. Sometimes we have to miss them, and that's why I have so many co-hosts. But you guys know before I get out of here, I gotta have something good for you. So, you ready? Why do you call a what do you call a pirate that uses a pumpkin as a belt? A squash buckler. You guys have a good <laughs> night. Thank you. 